Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. We are in Acts, and this has been the story of the early church, the early apostles. Acts 28, verse 1. I know you have good news, but you're just shy tonight. So here we go. Remember, they had just, let's give you some background, they had just suffered a shipwreck. Remember? The Apostle Paul was predicting things. They didn't listen to certain things. Finally, they listened to him. He said, hey, don't let the sailors leave because, man, we're not going to survive without the sailors. We ain't going to make it. So they kept the sailors on board the ship, and uh, they made it. But there's a shipwreck, and now they, <laughs> it says, once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. They're in the Mediterranean, right? Mediterranean Sea. So they're on the island of Malta. The people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy. So they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. That's nice. Now watch closely. I say watch. Listen both. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake, we're not told what kind, driven out by the heat, bit him on the hand. Man, one thing after another with the Apostle Paul. Of course, you don't always know the situation, right? Many times, you, the people of the island, they saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, we'll stay on this verse for a second. Don't even go to the next screen. They're like a murderer, no doubt. He escaped the sea, but justice is catching up with him here. Not everything is like it appears. Sometimes we're under God's judgment. Sometimes things happen because we're not serving God. But how many of you know lots of things happen while you're serving God? Are y'all with me? Some things are our decisions. Many of our mess is our decisions, but there's sometimes it was other people's decisions. You say, man, I was abused as a child pastor. Well, that wasn't your decision. You didn't choose that. You didn't check that box. Say, I want, I want to suffer abuse. No, sometimes it's other people's decision. But I will tell you this. There are two times in life when you're going to go through things. You ready? I've talked about this for years. There's two times in life when you're going to go through stuff. When you're serving God and when you're not. You still with me? That's not very popular. I remember people saying this growing up. And I don't know where they got this. Say, Jesus suffered so you wouldn't have to. It sounds good. But that's ridiculous. That's contrary to Scripture. Scripture says we're called to be part of the fellowship of his suffering. Wow. So what does that mean? You're going to go through stuff. Rough things happen to good people. But here's the deal. Scripture says that the wicked goes through a storm and the wind blows through and there's nothing left of them. They can't get back up. They can't recover. But the righteous, Scripture says, the righteous may fall. Though they fall seven times, they get back up. Say, man, this was tough, but I'm up again. Remember the Rocky movies? I love those as, a, as an example. He is taking a terrific beating, man. That makeup that they do put in the movie, is so, it's realistic, but it's almost just ridiculous, right? His eyes are swollen. He can only see out of one eye, and he's going, come on. He's, he, like, you can't. And people are looking at him in the movies going, man, stay down. But he's getting back up. He's getting knocked down, and he keeps getting back up. The righteous, though, though you've been through affliction, Scripture says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. All of them. Let's see who's honest tonight and who's really listening. How many of you as believers have been through some junk? Raise your hand. A 
Okay, we got some honest people in the house. Good, every hand went up, I think. If you didn't raise your hand on the live stream, you're lying, right? I'm kidding. I'm sure you raised your hand at work or wherever you are. You go through stuff, but I would rather go through stuff with God, wouldn't you? You're not going to stay there. There, there's times that we go, man, Lord, this is a real common prayer. So you see Paul going through it. They suffered through two weeks of storm. Remember, they didn't, they, they didn't see the sun for two weeks, more or less. Then they were praying for daylight. And then, man, it was rocky. Then they'd been fasting on the ship. And then after all of that, guess what? And it's been weeks, shipwreck. They swim to shore. They're exhausted. They make it to shore. They're building a fire. A poisonous snake bites Paul. <laughs> Man, is it ever going to end? I know some of you have felt like that. Because you know the old saying? It's not in scripture. You know people do this. You know like the word says, Pastor, when it rains, it pours. Mm, I don't think that's in the Bible, but I know what you mean. Many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers them from them all. And the wicked, well, Scripture says the way of the sinner, the way of the transgressor is hard. See, you have, you have all these good things to look forward to. You have heaven. Right now you've been seated in heavenly places, Scripture says. One man of God says, he says, man, you have sat down in heaven. He said, you've sat your little behind down in heaven, but your feet are still on earth. He said, it's a great mystery, one man of God said. Heard him preach it in here. But that's what scripture says in Ephesians 1. You've been seated in heavenly places with Christ. So remember that. Keep your head up, people of God. It's not over and the best is yet to come. Some of you say, man, I, I don't know if I can handle much more. God will only allow you to get, he'll only allow you to go through what he can help you get through. He's not going to give you more than you can handle with his help. Some, some people leave that off. They go, oh, well, God's not going to give me more than I can handle. Okay, that's, that's good, but I feel it's incomplete. He's not going to give you more than you can handle, and that works. But the full truth is he's not going to give you more than you can handle with his help. Remember what he told Paul at one point in the New Testament? Paul said, oh, man, I was praying for, man, this thorn in the flesh to be removed. We still don't know what, what, if, what it was, a temptation, a sickness. We can debate that all night, but we do know this. God said, my grace is enough. What I've given you is enough. Old Testament story. I've been reading the story of Gideon and the one-year Bible. This guy was scared. He was hiding out. He was testing God. Lord, are you sure I'm to lead? Man, if you're going to be with us. But I remember at one point the Lord told him, go in the strength you have. What does that mean? It means God's already given you enough strength to make it till tomorrow, the next day, win the next battle. You just don't know it. And sometimes you're working on reserves. You say, man, I don't, I don't, me and my wife have discussed that before. Say, man, this was a hard battle. And my wife has told me this before. I'll never forget it. Said, thank God we had reserves. Thank God we had something in the tank. That's my translation of it. Thank God we had a charge on the battery. Say, man, I was, I couldn't recharge very well, but yeah, there was a charge on the battery still, and I was good. God is with you. Sometimes he gives you just enough to get through, but always with his help. Man, Paul, I, let me restate my case here. He went from town to town. Thus far, I, I already have a feeling from the Lord we're not going to finish this chapter tonight because I can't act right. Here we go. Praise God. But that's okay. We're going to finish soon enough. Okay, y'all y'all, y'all be good. We're going to get through Acts 28, maybe this week, maybe next week, maybe the following week. But we're going to get through it. 
So his hotel in every town was what? The jail. He got stoned. He got whipped numerous times. You know, Jesus got whipped one time, and it was terrible. We don't know the extent of Paul's injuries, but he was flogged. He was whipped numerous times. People dragged him around. I already said they stoned him. Man, he was shipwrecked. He went hungry, Scripture said. He was cold at times. He spent the night in jail who knows how many times. He was mistreated. His own people hated him. They took him to court. They tried to kill him. Then he appealed to Caesar. This is only part of it. And on his way to Rome, man, they, they fell into a storm, and they were shipwrecked, and now he's on an island and got bit by a poisonous snake. <laughs> wow. All I can do is laugh. Amazing. What a great example, though, of perseverance. What a great example. And all along the way, he would encourage them, even... When they weren't wise and didn't listen, they said, no, God says that I've got to keep going. Y'all are going to be saved with me, but I've got to keep going. I'm going to Rome. Can you imagine? I got a court date. Some of us would have been like, Lord, kill me. I don't want to stand before the judge. But he's like, I got a court date. He knew that everywhere he went, he was going to be a light for Jesus. Powerful. So let's get into this. Let's get back into this. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, a murderer, no doubt, though he escaped the sea Justice will what? Not permit him to live. People don't always know what you're going through, do they? I remember we went through stuff before. That some people don't know this. Let me tell you a story. This building in 19... It must have been spring. Spring of 1993. Um, this building collapsed in a windstorm. I don't know what happened to this day. They were like, was it the crane operator? We think that just one of the trusses, you know, the pitch of the roof, the frame, the wind took out one of those trusses. It may have been a whirlwind, we believe. And it hit a knot in the wood, broke it, and the trusses fell like dominoes. My dad was right about where y'all are sitting. They said it was thousands and thousands of pounds of pressure falling from almost 17 feet in the air, and he, he was crushed beneath it, my dad. Punctured his lung. He couldn't breathe well. They got him out. They, they said it was even a miracle when the guy lifted the stuff to get dad out. Supernatural strength came over the guy. He used to go to this church. He lifted the trusses and dad was able to get out. Later he came back and he couldn't budge him. It's just interesting. God's hand was on dad. Well, I remember when dad went to the hospital, most folks showed up. Man, there were other men of God in town and women of God went to pray for him. Said, man, be encouraged. God is with you. One guy that used to go to church here, he walked in there to dad's hospital room and he said, See, that work that y'all are doing, it's not of God. Can you imagine? God's dealing with you. And dad's all <laughs> probably feeling depressed for a minute. Can't breathe. There's a hole in his lung. His lung was punctured. The x-ray showed. But God's hand was on all of it. He was taking care of dad through it all. I believe it was the day before or two days before dad had signed a, a document. The lady came in for insurance. I don't know if his workman's comp or what. She said, Pastor, why don't you sign right here? You can be insured as well. While you're working, while you're here on the property, Dad said, how much will it cost? She said, nothing, just sign here. I think it was the day before. So he was, his hospital visit was covered. Hole in his lung, people were speaking weird stuff to him. Not many, but a few. That's of the devil. Can you imagine? It's of the devil to build a church building. Have you ever? Later that night, folks had prayed for him. I still remember Mom said, hey, your dad went to get another x-ray. He's breathing fine. The hole in his lung, it healed itself. Just a miracle. But see, people are quick to go, hey, are you, 
are you in sin? And it does happen sometimes. We can't open the door to the enemy with sin. We can. But what if you're just serving God? I don't think the apostle Paul was in sin on the, the ship when it crashed, do you? Man, he's going to, he's going to suffer for Jesus. I like this. Paul, you know what Paul did? He didn't really know what they were saying, nor did he care. Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. <laughs> shake it off, man. Someone say shake it off. Uh-huh. Don't get stuck where you are. Don't make excuses. Don't blame. We're going to get into some of that this Sunday. Guess what the, t- the, the title of the new series is? It's on you. you. Say, oh, man, I don't guess I'm coming Sunday. No, show up because I'll remember your faces. Y'all were in here on Wednesday night. Y'all show up Sunday morning. So the people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. They're looking at you. You know, did you know people watch you when you go through stuff and they, they see how you react? It's happened to us. I've had people watch me and my wife, watch uh, the leaders in this ministry, watch you. I've seen them. They're going like this. How are they going to respond to this? Let's see if their God is real now. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, remember these are the same people who said, he's probably a murderer. He's escaped the sea, but justice is going to claim him. They saw that he didn't swell up or die, and they changed their minds and decided he was a god. (laughs) People are weird. Sometimes they're, they're cursing you, speaking bad stuff over you, and the next thing they're going, wow, you're amazing. You know, just... At some other point, do y'all remember that? At some other point, previously in the chapters of Acts, they called, it was the reverse. They called Paul and, and his partner a god, but then they tried to stone him later. The mob is fickle. What's cool today isn't always cool tomorrow. I can, I can prove it to you. Some of y'all got stuff in your closets that's not cool anymore. But wait around a couple years, and if you can get back into it, it's probably cool. And some of that stuff, let's be real. I had to give away some. There's some jeans I'm not going to get back into. I've got two pair in there, and I'm looking at them going, man, I like those old navy jeans. Y'all know I'm a jeans guy. Y'all know that. Even as your pastor, I wear jeans a lot. See, I'm not, I'm not getting in there anymore. Things, sti- sizes change, styles change. It's the same with people around you. Their opinions change. They're like noses. Everybody has one. Really? Near the shore where we landed was an estate belonging to Publius. But notice that Paul is unmoved by opinions. He's seeking God and he has a purpose. It was an estate belonging to Publius. What a name, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us and treated us what? Kindly for three days. Praise God. Man, finally. Can you imagine how how did that feel to have warm meals and be treated kindly by the leader of the island there? A public official there after all the stuff, shipwreck, man, these guys are exhausted, weeks of storms. What's next? As it happened, look at this. Look at, look at how God works out everything. Someone say, all things work together for good to those that are called. No, sorry. For those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I almost had y'all misquote a verse. I'm sorry. As it happened, Publius's father was ill with fever and dysentery. Look up dysentery. I'm not going to tell you what that is right now. It's very uncomfortable. Paul went in and prayed for him, and laying his hands on him, he healed him. Man, you know he prayed in the name of Jesus. Of course, y'all know how it was with Jesus, right? Like, man, he, 
He's healing people. If you're going to go to the revival, there's free fish. He's multiplying fish, bread, and it's good bread. And he's healing people. Well, guess what? People heard that somebody got healed, so now, man, now it's a church service. Then all the other sick people on the island, Scripture says all. Not a big island, Malta. Look at it on a map sometime. Then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. It says all. Can you imagine? He's just healing people. You believe? Okay, you're healed. As a result, we were showered with honors. Man just got shipwrecked, and God has turned it around. Are you listening to this story? And when the time came to sail, people supplied us with everything we would need for the trip. God's always going to supply you with everything you need for the journey, no matter how it looks. You said, man, I was just shipwrecked. Uh Uh-huh, God's got you. And you're not going to run out of toilet paper. People thought, man, they thought. There were people scared of COVID. Others were more scared of running out of toilet paper. And you know how many plumbers were called? People were wisely flushing paper towels down the toilet. Crazy. People do crazy stuff. It was three months after the shipwreck that we set sail on another ship that had wintered at the island. An Alexandrian ship with the twin gods as its figurehead. You can look that up and find the names of those. Interesting story. Our first stop was Syracuse where we stayed. How many days? Big three days, man. Praise God he's not in jail, though, although he is under, uh, he is under a centurion, right? A Roman officer. They're, they are prisoners. From there, we sailed across to Regium. A day later, a south wind began blowing, so the following day, we sailed up the coast to Puteoli. What a name. There we found some believers who invited us to spend a week with them, and so we came to Rome. Finally, look at this. God had promised, and now they're in Rome. The brothers and sisters in Rome had heard we were coming, and they came to meet us at the Forum. Have you ever heard of the Forum? Well, that has its origins in Rome. The original Forum was in Rome, at the Forum on the Appian Way. Others joined us. You know, believers love joining each other, don't they? That's why y'all are here tonight. Say, man, we're going to talk about Jesus. There's people on on live stream tonight. Say, man, they're talking about God. Let me sit in on this. Let me open my Bible. At the three taverns. When Paul saw them, he was encouraged and thanked God. What y'all don't realize? Here's what people don't realize. There's been times, man, where I encourage, and I believe tonight I'm encouraging you in the Lord, but there's been times where I got up here, and it was all I could do to get up here, and it just encouraged me to see y'all's faces in the crowd. I'm like, they want to hear the word, and I'm going to speak it. Man, through some of the toughest times in my life, I'm going to tell you right now, some of y'all were really there Man, you came to serve God, but I believe you were there for me when you showed up. Really? Paul, look at this. This is the great man of God. Paul saw the believers and what? He was encouraged. Man, you will never know how encouraging you are to someone just when you show some love. Show up, smile. You say, man, I feel grumpy. Get over it. Swallow it. Right? Show some love, man. People will never forget that. To this day, my brother and I, we always talk and say, man, I remember so-and-so, especially my brother. It's just part of his testimony. Jonathan will tell you a story and he'll go, man, he'll say, I remember them. They were always good to me. Jonathan always remembers that. I do too, but it's like it's one of John's things where older friends or older people or guys that I used to hang out with, he'll say, man, they were always good to me. They didn't give me a hard time. We also remember bullies, though, don't we? You know their full name. (laughs) So you always remember people who encourage you. Thank God for them. And don't forget, or you should remember when they encourage you and they're there for you and they show up. All right? 
That's, that's so powerful. When we arrived in Rome, Paul was permitted to have his own private lodging. Look at God's favor. Though he was guarded by a soldier. He just had one guard. Paul probably said, well, I'm going to treat him as a bodyguard. So he's taking care of me. And he's there to testify in Rome, meet with believers. God's using it. Three days after Paul's arrival, he called together the local Jewish leaders. He said to them, brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over what? To the Roman government, even though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors. Look at this. Get ready for this story. This is interesting. The Romans tried me and wanted to release me, but they found no cause, or because they found no cause for the death sentence. But when the Jewish leaders protested the decision, I felt it necessary, remember, to appeal to Caesar. Even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people, he did it anyway. He said, I, I just, I'm going to just appeal this to Caesar, man. I'm out of here. You guys are trying to kill me. I asked you to come here today. He's talking to Jewish leaders, right, in Rome. So we could get acquainted and so I could explain to you that I am bound with this chain because I believe that the hope of Israel the Messiah, this is a weighty statement, has already come. People were looking at him going, they replied, well, first of all, we've had no letters from Judea or reports against you from anyone who has come here. Thank God Paul's going to get a little bit, bit of peace, right? And he doesn't, have much, he doesn't have much longer to live. It's just a few years after this. But we want to hear what you believe, they said. The Jewish leaders, they said, well, we want to hear what you believe, for the only thing we know about this movement is that it is denounced everywhere. What is denounced? People speak ill of it. Remember what movement? Being a believer, a Christian, we call it in Acts, what? The way. So a time was set, and on that day a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. Wherever Paul went, it was church time. <laughs> He's having home prayer meetings now and home church services again. He explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried what? To persuade them about Jesus from the scriptures. Using the law of Moses and the books of the prophets. That's the Old Testament to us, right? He spoke to them from morning until evening. Paul could preach, man, and he, he would go on. Some were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this final word from Paul. Hmm. The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet. They're his ancestors too, but man, now he's speaking a word. This is serious. Isaiah the prophet said, go and say to this people, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. You ever met people like that? You're like, it's right there in the word. They're like, when you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see, their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. This is God speaking through Isaiah the prophet to the ancestors of the Jewish people. Wow. So the Apostle Paul goes on, he says, So I want you to know that this salvation from God has also been offered to the Gentiles, and they will accept it. I had a gift for you guys, but forget it. I'm going to give it to someone who wants it. I remember growing up, I think that happened a few times with my parents. I have some muddled memories of that. Say, oh, you don't want it? I'll give it to somebody else. Your mom would make you beg for that ugly shirt, right? There's a comedian who talked about that. Make you beg for it? You're in trouble. Say, no. Mm -mm. You don't like it? I'll give it to someone else. I'll wear it, you know. Make you beg for it. For the next two years, Paul lived in Rome at his own expense. Wow, guy was blessed. 
He welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God. Always be a living example of scripture, no matter what situation you're in. Do you see that? He's being held under guard in Rome as a prisoner. It's house arrest, I know, but he's waiting to speak to the emperor. He's boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what situation he's in. And no one tried to stop him. Is that powerful? No one tried to stop him. He just kept going. Mm. Guys, I don't know how we did it. But um, that is verse 31 of chapter 28 of Acts, and we, we, uh, we, wow, we did it. We did it. Does anyone have any questions about the book of Acts? I know it's a long book. There's been many things that have happened. Some of you, your hair's a different color since we started. Some of your hairstyle's different, you know. Lots of things have happened since we started this book, but does anyone have any questions about this, this book? Remember, the Acts of the Apostles is the story of the early church, all right? And it talks about some of the first apostles, even the disciples who became apostles, messengers of God. Apostle means messenger. And it shows how the word spread throughout um, Israel and into Asia Minor. And you even see how it started to spread into Europe through Paul. Who knows how many of us have a spiritual legacy directly traceable to some of these stories, and we'll never know it until we get to heaven. On the European side or whatever, he said, man, what about the Native American side? Well, the gospel has been all over the world. Remember Jesus said, we talked about this on Sunday, he said, go into all the world. Teach, teach them about me, man, and baptize them. He said, teach them everything that I've taught you and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't want y'all to forget, if there's anyone in here interested in being baptized, um, I don't mind baptizing you again. If you say, man, years ago I got baptized, I want to do it again. Especially if it's your first time, though. You say, man, I want, to, I want to commit my life to Christ. I need to get baptized. We will have baptisms in here on Wednesday. Not in, you know what I mean. Wednesday, May 18th. Y'all know where we usually baptize, folks. Straight down that hall, all right? You walk out of this building, go straight down that hall into the next building. We're going to be baptizing folks. Um, Ms. Adrian, the children's pastor, she's got several kids that want to be baptized. They're old enough to decide that. They've accepted Jesus, so we're going to do that. But if there's any adults that want to be baptized, I'll be happy to. You have a little time to think about it. Um, Wednesday, May 18th, I'll be announcing it. No, no questions about Scripture? Okay, here's the rule. If you don't ask me a question in here, I'm going to ignore you after church if you try to ask me a question. Because you know how people are. They, they look at me so stone-faced like this. At the end of the service, they go, I'm, like they're looking down. I'm not going to ask a question. And then they'll go find me after church and go, Pastor Matt, you were right. Um, I, had a, I have a question. I'm not giving you all a hard time. I'm just messing with you. Some of you all have done it, and it's great. I love you all so much. Actually, I will take questions after church briefly, and I will charge you a dollar for correct answers. $5 for enlightened answers, and $10, and I'm just kidding. No questions? All right. I, I'm just excited we finished Acts. I'm so excited. So let's go ahead. <laughs> oh, y'all are great. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes, if you would, please. God is faithful, man. He is so faithful. 
Lord, we worship you tonight. I thank you for your people. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And I thank you for this opportunity to, to share the gospel once again, Lord. I speak the good news. It's a teaching for those who already know you, Lord. But wow, it's, it's a come to Jesus moment for those who have never accepted you. If there's anyone in this house who has never accepted Jesus, would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. Say, man, I've never done that before. Raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. We make sure you know where you are headed when your heart stops beating one day. Maybe that's you on the live stream. But if not, if there's not anyone in here, let's pray together because this is important. This could be for someone listening to this message on the audio on SoundCloud later or some other means. Everyone in the house, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I know that I've sinned. Say, apart from you, I'm a sinner. But you've called me to be a child of God. So say, I'm so sorry for my sin. I repent. I give up the sinful lifestyle. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Forgive me. Say, I need you, Lord. I can't live without you. Say, I believe Jesus died and rose again for me. Say, Jesus, come into my life and I confess you as my Savior, Lord, Redeemer, and Deliverer. You are my all in all. You're my everything. I believe. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Let me just pray a blessing over you tonight. May the Lord bless you and protect you. Smile upon you and be gracious to you. Give you of his favor and of his perfect peace. May God give you what you've asked him for according to his will. May God speak to you. May he reveal himself to you through his word. May you feel his presence. May God, you know what? I need to prophesy this to someone tonight. We're almost done. Some of you have cried out for a true friend that's godly and they are on their way. I don't know who you are tonight. You have a godly friend on the way and they are gonna, they are gonna help to satisfy that longing in your heart for someone you can trust, someone who'll pray with you. A godly friend. And there's others, maybe even on the live stream, you're praying for the right man or woman in your life. You wanna get married someday? That is on its way, way too. Just be patient. God is with you. He hasn't forgotten you. Don't rush it. You can make a lot of mistakes that way. Don't rush it. Seek God. He has the right person for you, the right relationships at the right time. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your promises. We trust you tonight. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.